Hey friends, it's Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle, where we talk about random topics. Anything and everything awkward is on the table, so let's dive right in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle. Yay, we're back for another episode. Yes, another episode, another one filled with hopefully a good conversation for y'all and... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we're excited to be here. Mish, how are you? I am good. How are you? So if people are, usually watch us through like video format, you'll see that our squares are a little bit smaller because we're using a different platform. So we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But I'm, I'm we're excited I'm, to try this new, this new way of doing it. Yeah. Recording. But, yeah, for sure. But I'm doing good. Um, having a good weekend a little stressed with work but still overall good Mm -hmm. um how have you been good we celebrated a friend's 30th last night so that was fun i can't believe most of my friends are 30 now and not me but we're up next we're up i know i'm like not me but i'm next next year in a few Uh... months right wait yeah, you have like two months, months left. Oh, that's crazy. No, that's, that's three months. Calm okay, down, fine. Beans. Three okay. months. Three months. I was thinking November. Yeah, oh, I was like, okay, we yeah, just yeah, started yeah. November. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Three months. Yeah. Three months. Okay. 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 Either way, you're coming up soon. So yeah, I'm happy about it though. I don't mind getting older. I'm excited. I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what thirty is gonna bring for us. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I'm good. Uh, we did that. I did the hot chocolate run in Chicago on Saturday with Jasmine, and that nice. was a lot of fun. It was really good weather, thank goodness. Later on, it started to rain, and but that was fine because we had already finished the race. But mm. yeah, it was good. We've we've turned this into some sort of hobby or tradition to just do a bunch of five Ks whenever we can. Nice. So, get the free sweat get the sweaters and the free food and yeah the medals. But you you have to register though right like pay to do all of that yeah i guess oh, okay. it's not free but yes okay cool you pay for all fun. of that okay yeah sounds fun though that's glad that you it's nice that you picked up like a tradition or a thing to do together so yeah i'm sure you have a list of everything you've done and then can add more to it like maybe across the u.s or something yeah, so we're trying to hopefully be in Nashville in December Ooh. for the Santa Hustle. So, wow. Yeah. So you would spend we, Christmas over there? No, the Santa Hustle is the beginning of December. Oh. Yeah. That's First soon. week of December. Yeah, in like a month. Yeah. So we're trying to see if we can go make that happen if possible. Nice. We did the Santa Hustle in Milwaukee last year. Yeah, but what does that mean? Was, just you just run and you dress up at like it's Santa? a five k. Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> valid question, valid questions. Yes, so they did give us the the hat and the uh-huh. beard. Oh, and the and like a red sweater, zip up hoodie. Nice. So in the metal, of course. So it was yeah. cool, but it was so rough because it was really cold that day in December oh, in Milwaukee, yeah. and we were <laughs> we were running off the lake. Literally right by the lake. The wind was probably smacking you in the face. Oh, wow. Yeah. The water was smacking us. Like, we just got drenched in water from coming from the lake because of the wind. So the waves were just, like, hitting us. 
Dang. Um, and so people can run it or walk it or yes both okay yeah nice. we do we tend to do like a fast walk slash mm. like jog nice but our goal is to hopefully be able to run a 5k all the way nonstop, and then yeah. eventually do like 10ks 15ks who knows maybe a half marathon marathon in the future yeah we'll see yeah i've always wanted to do a marathon but i haven't actually like trained or anything it's just like a yeah. thought oh that would be fun but yeah that'd be cool if you want to do it we should train do something yeah i just need to figure out how to get my stamina up with running because i feel like yeah i'm i can be good at it i just need to train my like lungs and my legs mm-hmm. and my body but i don't know i'm also not a good runner but i don't know that's and just your in mind my head. yeah it's more my mind basically it's, like if you hear yeah. me talk it's that but, but yeah you could do it if you wanted to true true jesus is definitely a runner he can oh really that's cool well he can outrun me for sure okay so yeah uh, we'll, well see i don't know there's difference between like speed running, right? And then endurance running. So maybe he yeah. should not run you, but could you last longer, right? So it really depends. No, he has, is that. he has the endurance and the speed. And the speed. I just have, I can have a little bit of endurance, but yeah. that's about it. But it'll yeah. like diminish quickly. But you're right. It's more about training. It's more about mindset. Your mindset. And if folks yeah. want to do it, like, yeah. Well, do it, any marathon do runners it. listening to us or anybody r- running, let us know. Give us some tips. Yeah, we need that. How do we even or start just from the, from the most basic level? Just let start. <laughs> I was just actually looking started. at videos. They're just like, you just have to start running and like see where, how much you can do. Like just put a timer yeah. on yeah, and see how, how much you can run. And then you'll work from there. Yeah. And it's also about breathing too. And your heart rate. Yeah. So there's a way to build your heart muscle and to train your heart to be able to, like, you reach a certain, I think there's a calculation based on, like, your age and stuff like that. Like, what should be your goal heart rate when you're mm. running and then bring it back down to, like, a baseline and then bring it back up. And that's how you kind of build your endurance with your heart. Mm-hmm. So nice. look at us talking as if we're experts. Yeah, I'm not. So. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's move, move on. on to the next thing. <laughs> to the awkwardly random question. Okay. All right. When is the last time you experienced nostalgia? Mm. I got to think about this one. <laughs> Honestly, probably yesterday when I was at my friend's birthday because they started playing a bunch of throwbacks. Mm-hmm. And we were all just reminiscing about music from like the 90s. In the early 2000s. Yeah. And it was cool to reminisce with the, like, with friends who I've been, like, people, these people I've been friends with for, since I was a kid, or since I was, like, really, really young, and to reminisce on these, this music that we grew up on. And even some stuff from the 80s, even though we're 90s babies, we still grew up on some 80s music. So it was just cool listening to all that. And, and yeah, the nostalgia was real that night. (laughs) Nice. That's a good one. Um, when was the last time you experienced nostalgia? I think for me, I think it was also recently. So I went to a statewide conference for lawyers in like um, 
legal aid. And yeah. so I rode with a couple of my coworkers who are around our age. Um, okay. And we also listened to throwbacks, but it was mostly nice. like rock and punk rock in the beginning. And so it was a lot of like um, early 2000s or 2000s punk rock, rock music. Um, mm -hmm. So that was fun. And that brought me a lot of nostalgia. And then, yeah. And then we just started playing like R&B from the 2000s. And yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was nice to have like a road trip because it was a two hour and a half drive that I drove okay. and they were there. And so it was nice to like listen to throwback music and kind of do like a short road trip. I also used to do road trips with my family. And so mm -hmm. it was nice to kind of feel that nostalgia feeling. So it was good. It's always cool to feel that not only just the nostalgia feeling, but like feeling that with other people. Mm -hmm. as a community i think that's really special so that's cool yeah it was nice especially because they were co-workers too and i hadn't really spent that much time with them and yeah it was like a way of bonding i think so it was yep. nice to to have that with them oh that's nice so then y'all mm -hmm. so y'all rode together you stayed together during the whole conference came back together mm -hmm. you did like the whole thing that's so that's yeah cool. yeah it was nice nice cool. all right y'all moving on to our next segment real world ish what is happening in the world yep unfortunately we are gonna start with something pretty tragic um y'all have probably heard about this already it's been um all over the news that um over 150 people passed away in an overly crowded there was a Halloween event in Seoul, South Korea, I think in the mm. East Taiwan district. I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. This narrow alley became super, super crowded at this Halloween event, and it ended up leading to more than 150 people dying, over 140 people becoming injured or sustaining some sort of injury. Mm -hmm. um, the president of South Korea declared a national week-long like mourning period where um, so, like many public events were canceled or postponed. Um, there have been several mourning sites placed around the city um, for the victims of the tragedy. Um, and many people, well, this is what I, according to what I was like reading and looking up, a lot of people have re like were reporting that there was a lack of crowd control measures placed on this event. I don't know if this particular event, this Halloween event had, a specific organizer or something, or if they had to, um, or if they were being regulated in some way, but it seems from what people are saying and from what we're reading in these articles that there wasn't a crowd control measure or procedure in place for this particular mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. So I think there are investigations happening too with how the police responded or not responded to the event that killed almost 200 people yeah, so it's, it's just really tragic yeah it's really sad um yeah i saw yeah videos of before and after and oh yeah it's really sad of what happened <clears throat> yeah i think they said that this event was is said to be like the deadliest disaster since the ferry sinking in south korea in 2014 which also killed like hundreds of people, um, possibly also due to lack of 
regulation procedures or safety regulation procedures. I think there's been a, a people are saying that there's kind of a pattern here between the two events or some sort of correlation there. So hmm. I don't know, man. It's sad. And if and if that was the case that there re- that there wasn't any measures in place to you know regulate that and ensure people's safety. Yeah, I didn't you know like this, there was. It could have been this could have been pre- prevented. Mm-hmm. In some way, I don't know. So yeah, um, super. Anything sad. else, Mish? No, it just reminds me of kind of what happened. Um, you know, Astro World. Oh it? yes, Earlier Travis this Scott's year, it was Travis concert Scott's thing. and people were also. Yeah, it was also due to not having. I guess prepared enough for the crowd, the huge crowd. And a lot of people were also, I don't know how many people had passed away. I don't think that was very clear. And I think they kind of wanted it to be that way to not be clear how many people had actually passed away or even gotten injured from, from that. But yeah, that's definitely something to be concerned about, especially with people go to concerts or go to other events where we know that there's going to be a lot of people. Like it's important to, well, it's important for people who are, who are organizing to actually take the steps to keep people safe, but then also going, it's important to like, look out for each other and also like be aware of how maybe you can help others and mm-hmm. not push up against each other a lot because that's hard. Yeah. And I've definitely had, I don't know if you have gone to concerts where you felt like you were like smushed i've definitely been to um when i went to a few music festivals and you're like in the crowd and it's Mm -hmm. like so many people i don't know if you've ever i've been in situation where like i literally my feet were not touching the ground and i was being taken back and like just had to go and it was scary but i also knew that like you have to not put your hands up in this air because then like literally are people touching you like this like Mm -hmm. you can't move and so I had my hands like this and making sure that I just didn't fall and just kind of went with the crowd but it was still very scary because I've never experienced that before until Mm -hmm. going to music festivals where like you kind of just have to try to like keep breathing but then also like move around and though the first when I went to a My Chem concert um, like mm-hmm. in 2011, I remember not being able to breathe inside. And so mm-hmm. then that's how I crowd surfed out. Like that's another way to get out. It's like mm-hmm. being crowd surfed to the back or to the front to be able to like get out. But people were like, that's the nicest thing though, because people around me saw that I couldn't breathe and right. they were like, okay, we need to get her out of here. Yeah. So people looking out. So yeah, you can do that. That'd be great. But it shouldn't yeah. be on us, you know? It shouldn't be on the people going. That's what sucks. It shouldn't be on the people going and trying to enjoy themselves. But it sometimes has to fall on us to take care of each other. Yeah, unfortunately. I think the whole thing about when you were mentioning earlier <clears throat> that they didn't want to disclose at the Travis Scott concert festival thing, mm-hmm. how many people died. I think regardless, one person dying is mm-hmm. one person too many dying. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, this is, yeah this is human life we're talking about Mm -hmm. and 
people are not only people are dying and people are being injured, like the people are sustaining mm-hmm. pretty significant injuries from these events um, when when there's not enough safety, enough safety measures in place or. Yeah. Yeah. And then having it to fall on the people in the crowd to to keep each other safe. Yeah. I have never experienced that, Mish. I So I also I like to be like kind of in the back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get really anxious. Mm-hmm. I get really anxious when I'm like really crowded, like when I have people everywhere on all mm-hmm. like surrounding me. So um, when I went to Los Dells, there was a few times where we were kind of in the crowd, but I, I tended to stay more like towards the back. Um, simply for that matter of, of I was just nervous. I was a little mm-hmm. bit anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I know it like there is an experience to be had there when you're like up in front and you're really close and you're surrounded by people and it's it's such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, that yeah, that it can it can be scary at times and it can lead to those situations kind of like what happened with you where you had to be crowd surfed to the back. Or, yeah. you know, you had to ensure that like you had your hands forward so that you had mm-hmm. space. Yeah, and I didn't. And and, and Jesus was there too. And we literally we couldn't stay together. Like the yeah. crowds were like we we were literally trying to hold hands and like <gasps> like we just went like the crowds were like but Jeez. it was a different that was another festival though. That was yeah. um but yeah. I definitely yeah, I don't know. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, being in the front, it's mostly about like seeing the artist versus like yeah. having a sort of experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which adds yeah. to the experience, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. regardless, everybody just be safe. Yes. And we are definitely thinking about the people in South Korea. <sighs> yeah. Next All right. topic. Next topic. Conservative U.S. Supreme Court is reconsidering affirmative action so you know a decades precedent of affirmative action may be in jeopardy this supreme court a conservative supermajority is i think set to rule on two cases against affirmative action at harvard and one at university of north carolina both cases brought by conservative organization called students for fair admissions um, basically arguing that race should not be a factor that is considered when um, admitting students into universities and that it is actually discriminating against um, white and Asian students. I think for one of the cases, they included Asian students and for the other, they did not. I'd have to look into more of that, but Mm -hmm. uh, so I think they haven't set a, they haven't made a decision yet, but um you know, if they do actually overturn affirmative action, right, do away with it, end it, um, what is this going to, what is this going to mean? What is this going to look like? Schools are already majority, predominantly white institutions. Yeah. You know, if we, if we take this away, what are your thoughts, Mish? It's terrible. I think we both, I mean, we're both from the people program. So we definitely yeah. are, I feel like a product of affirmative, affirmative action. action. So yes. it would be terrible, especially if we didn't have things like the people program or other programs that help low income yeah. BIPOC people into like the universities. So it's going to be terrible. It's going to be way more. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. But the thing is, is that 
um, with this, I'm just curious. I I feel like people have like a misconception or like a misunderstanding of what, what affirmative action is, is because affirmative action is not just like, okay, you're Latina and that's it. And you're going to get yeah, in. It right. basically means that like, if it, it looks at people who have all the qualifications mm -hmm. and it's giving race more of a factor when that person meets all the qualifications. Right. So just because you get in doesn't mean it was solely based on your race. It was based right. off of a whole other factors. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people just think that, oh, just because you're Latina or like BIPOC, you're going to get mm -hmm. into anywhere, which that's not how it works, especially as someone who's been through like an education system and been in predominantly white spaces throughout my entire education. So that's not how it works. People... So that's what, like pisses me off when it's like, um, you think that I just got here based off of because I'm Latina, bro. Like mm -hmm. I like look at like my test scores or like look at my GPA, look at the classes I've been taking, like look at the work that I've done. Like it's not just based off of like my ethnicity or people's races. So yeah, I think that's uh, just a big misconception, and I think people are butthurt. I think people, uh, yeah feel entitled to having a space like thinking that we're taking up the space they think that they're entitled to these spaces these spaces mm -hmm. should automatically go to them and that that's where it's problematic i think and it's very rooted in like white supremacy too right that's the whole thing too is um this affirmative action created in the 60s was to help promote social equity and create opportunities for um for different minorities because oftentimes race was well and continues to be considered and basically white people are saying no you are not allowed in these spaces because you mm -hmm. are of another race like that's always been a thing we've always mm -hmm. been people have always been discriminated against a race yeah especially white against um non-white and mm -hmm. so it's just weird it's like it makes me think of like people saying like well, this is reverse racism and yeah. like, it just doesn't make any sense there's no merit or logic to that argument yeah um so i'm i'm worried for what is gonna happen um particularly with this supreme court that is mostly conservative um mm -hmm. and has already um it seems like certain precedents don't really matter to them mm -hmm. um so yeah, well, we're going to come back and talk about this once we hear more about, um, get more information around this and what yeah. the ruling is, what they decide. And we can go ahead and de definitely dive deeper into our thoughts and more into the whole situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I agree with everything you said. Yeah. It's scary, man. It's scary. Ooh, what is the world coming down to? But it hasn't always been good either way, so... Yes, yeah, another exactly. thing after the another. <laughs> Just another thing. But cool. you know what? Let's end this segment with something positive before we get mm -hmm. into the main topic of today. Same-sex marriage becomes legal nationwide in all of Mexico. So that's some good news. Mexico. <laughs> Woo! Mexico. Nice. Yeah. So I think they voted in Tamaulipas which was the last state to um, legalize same-sex mar same marriage, um, making all 32 states um, 
it's legal in all 32 states. Therefore, all of Mexico, it's legal in the whole country. So good news. Good news. Nice. Nice. Something positive to end For this, this uh, really depressing segment. <laughs> Yeah. And just remember, I mean, this is going to come out before election. So we hope that if you were able to vote, that you have voted wherever you're able to vote um, and have encouraged other people to vote. And, you know, we'll see, you know, I hate uh, people know if you've listened to this podcast, like we know, like we're not, you know, we have to tell each other to vote because that's the only way to make progress. But at the same time, like, you can still be critical of like our politicians and the people who we mm-hmm. elect. Mm-hmm. So definitely go and vote. Please or, do. I hope you have voted because this will be out way later than after. Yeah. After November 8th. Yes. So yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, are you ready to get into the main topic for today, Mish? Yes. We're going to talk about compatibility i was like i hope i say that right because sometimes i don't say it right yes Com- we're gonna talk- compatibility compatibility Ooh, what, what the heck mean? is it <laughs> what I don't is know. it <laughs> okay so this okay so i don't really use that word same every day like it's not something that comes to my that's not the language that i have in my head when i think about yeah. whether i vibe with this person or not Ooh, vibe is a good way. Vibe. I think I think more of vibe and energy oh, when I okay. think about compa- if I'm if I'm trying to make sense of what compatibility yeah. compatibility means. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh, it's okay. It's a struggle. I think Same. of that. What vibe? Okay. okay. What energies. what is it? How would you define it? How do you conceptualize it? Do you even use it? I feel like sometimes I do, but not really when like every day, I think I would be like, Oh, like getting along maybe, or like vibing. I think it's how I would say, but I think it's a range to be honest. I think the way that I look at it at least is um, whether you're compatible with someone or whether you vibe with someone or get along with someone, I think it Mm -hmm. has to do with a lot of things. Yeah. Like we always talked about in on our topic, like it deals with a lot of things. So I think for me, it's like, whether we have the same interest, whether like we think about things the same way, whether we have different, like the same values or kind of different values or morals or like our personality. So like, I think it deals with a lot of areas of who we are. And I think there's different levels to like compatibility. So I think there's different areas where I'm more compatible with certain people and different areas in my life where I'm not so compatible so I think it's it's just a range, like it's a scale, I think, for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I like about that you? you say that. Well, I, I want to jump off of that because, well, I like that you said that, that it ranges and that there's levels and that it can defer because you you and I can be compatible, but it doesn't mean that we have to have every single interest needs to be the same mm-hmm. and we have to agree on every single thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? We can yeah. disagree on things, which we do. You and I do have certain yeah different uh, opinions about different things Mm -hmm. um and i don't think and i think but i think we're still compatible Mm. because i i also i think about um yes like interests and like uh, you know things like that but also Mm -hmm. just how do you how do i feel when i'm with you how do i feel when Mm -hmm. i'm with this person um Mm. do i do I feel good energy with you? Like there are some people 
Like, for example, Rebe, my cousin, she's been mm-hmm. on the podcast a few times now. You all probably know her by now. Shout out to you, Rebe. I always feel such good energy around her. Like, she's just, I just feel, like, yeah, happy and at ease. And um, she's just such a kind person. Yeah. And we get along so well. And so I feel like in many, many ways we are compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if... If I'm with somebody and we get into a disagreement about something, which happens, obviously, I also Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, in general, do I feel good around you? Because if I don't, Mm. if I feel like, um, you know, I don't feel good when I'm around you, like anytime, really, even Mm -hmm. if we're not arguing, I don't feel like I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to put effort into this relationship. Yeah. Does that mean that we're not compatible? I have no idea. But... Mm-hmm. I would think possibly that's a possibility that we're not compatible. Mm. Um, I'm kind of going on a, I'm kind of going in circles, but do you kind of get no. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I think what you, what I'm trying to, well, I, what I can't even speak. What I understand what you're saying is that you go off of based of how you feel when you're around this person. And that's what you kind of decide whether you're more compatible or not. That's a factor in it, right? Yeah, I think it's a factor. Feelings on both ends. Both ends. Like the, how the other person feels too? Yeah, because, well... Like, do you well, actually do that though? Like, do you actually talk to the... Like, hmm. you know what I mean? Like when you're having a disagreement with somebody and you, you may not... Or like you're having a discussion or a disagreement. I don't know however you want to phrase it. And you're not feeling... You don't feel very good with them in that moment how do you know how they feel about it? Like, do you talk to them about it? Like, yeah. Like, or do so, you just leave it at that? And like, over, like, let's revisit it some other time. Like, how do you, how do you know? Like, how do you make that determination how they feel and how you uh-huh. feel and then determining that you're not compatible? So I'm not in my head thinking, let me figure this out so that I can determine if we're compatible or not. Like, that's mm, not what yeah, I'm, yeah, that's yeah. not my thought process. Well, oh, okay. Because <laughs> it sounded like that. I was like, that's interesting. No, that I'm... seems, okay. I mean, some people might. That seems okay. really rigid to me. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think more of like, if if you and I are disagreeing and it's turning into some sort of like really big mm-hmm. argument and mm-hmm. feelings are being hurt, um. I would like to ask you, how are you feeling? Or like, tell Mm -hmm. me your thoughts or tell me what you meant by this or Mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to understand. Right. And it's okay. Like, I think that's also normal to have certain conflicts, um, Mm -hmm. whether they lead to negative feelings or not. I'm thinking more of like, in general, like, do I just not ever like, do we just not merge in any way? Then Mm. do we fit? Do we not fit? If we don't really mm-hmm. fit in anything and we just don't like, if we both don't want to hang out with each other, we don't seek each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that, if that determines compatibility or not, but um, I would, I would say that first, if I'm with someone who does want to be around me and I want to be around them and we both put in effort into this relationship, I think we're compatible in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So. I don't know. I don't know how to make sense of it because I think you're right. There's a lot of things to it. There's a lot of factors. Um, and it I could think, look different. Yeah. yeah I think it depends people. on people. Yeah. I think certain people 
see compatibility in a different way. And yeah, I think it has to do with different factors. But for me, it definitely has to do with different facts factors. Yeah. Um, but I definitely understand like whether seeking out another person or that person, you mutually seeking out each other. Right. And having that bond, because if you don't right. want to, if you don't reach out to each other, then like, that's not really uh, like a sustainable relationship. It's just kind of like you're there. Hmm. So I get that. Um, but I also like, yeah, I definitely get it. Definitely get it. You're saying bond. And now I'm thinking about connection. Is, is yeah. that also, does that correlate with compatibility? Not for Having me, a but I should <sighs> I guess you can, but like, I, I thought that, that that's where you were going with is like, yeah. whether you have that connection, yeah. um, then that allows you to be, have a relationship and figure right. out whether you're, what come, like, what, like how compatible you are. Yeah. Versus like, if you don't have that at all, then I think it would yeah. be hard to know whether it you're would compatible be or not. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, hmm. that's interesting. How important is it important? And if so, how important is compatibility to you when mm -hmm. it comes to forming relationships and sustaining them? And it could be romantic. It could be friendship, family, whatever. Yeah. I think it depends on the relationship. Um, yeah. Whether how compatible I am with somebody. Yeah. Because I feel like at least for me, I feel like there's always some common ground that I can connect with somebody. And maybe right. that's just me trying to like connect with people like who I meet. Yeah. I feel like there's some way that I can connect with anyone that I meet at a human level. Um, yeah. And then I think it's like, whether it's important, I think it depends on the type of relationship I want to have with the person. So like, mm -hmm. I feel like I can still have like, professional or acquaintance relationships with people that I'm not so compatible, but still compatible in a certain way. You know what I mean? Cause I, I see it yeah. as like a scale. So yeah. I still feel like I'm compatible with them in a certain level. And mm -hmm. that's probably okay with our level of relationship that we have. Yeah. But I also feel like sometimes I'm not as compatible with certain people and I can still have a certain relationship with them. But I mm -hmm. feel like it's more important for me, I think, to be some sort compatible with the people closest to me. So like yeah. my friends and like my family, but at the same time, I know that I'm not going to be entirely compatible with like those people either because people are different. People have mm -hmm. different thoughts, different views, different ways of thinking, different interests. And so I, like you said earlier, like there's no possible way to be completely 100% compatible with everybody. With any, um, yeah. But I still think that when it comes to certain people, like I would hope that there, I am a little bit more compatible with them. Um, mm -hmm. And even if I'm not um, still having that understanding of each other, even if we're not necessarily compatible. So when you're, let's look at friendships. Mm -hmm. How do you, how does compatibility, how does compatibility influence how you form a friendship you know you, mm -hmm. you said with acquaintances like there's certain things you can have in common but you know that's kind of it right that's the level that you're at with mm -hmm. friendships i think it's a little more mm -hmm. than that mm -hmm. so wait and then with romantic relationships it's different as well 
Mm-hmm. But I guess with friendships, how does that um yeah, like do you even think about that with your friends? Like with close friends? I do. I feel like I do. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of do in a way. Maybe we don't like say the words compabat like comp compatibility. <laughs> what do you, how do you say that again? Com- com- compatibility. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying it so much. Sorry to say. We've been um, saying it so much, yeah. I know. I feel like we all kind of do it in a way, but we don't actually say that we're doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that like um yeah, I feel like we all do it, but we just don't define it as that way. But what was your question again? <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, yeah, like you basically answered it. Like you yeah. do think about it. You do think about it, right? And uh, yeah, do, I feel like, like we all do with you, everybody. But we don't yeah. like really say like, oh, we're not compatible. Like obviously there's different things in our lives like where we, um, I think what is more clear to see as in, as humans, it's easier to see as in like interests and like hobbies and like what we do and like how we eat and how we live. Yeah, I think it's so that's easy. more tangible. It's, yeah, it's more tangible and it's easier to see. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how we kind of also and like the way that we think and our personalities, I think those are easier to see. But if I look at my friends, the friends that I have were in terms of like personalities, a lot of my friends have a different personality than I do. Mm -hmm. We may have, like, we may think the same things about, like, politics and, like, morals. Like, those are the same. But, like, in terms of, like, maybe lifestyle, it's a little bit different than mine. Like, um, personality, different than mine. Like, hobbies, interests than mine. Maybe, like, certain music is different. But, like, there's still some some commonalities between them. Um, But I wouldn't say that we're, like, the same person because we're not. But I mm-hmm. definitely like have those in mind because I do want people in my life that are compatible in the ways that I find important, which is the way that people think and like the type of human that they are. And mm-hmm. like, that's what's important to me. So like in other ways of my life that they may be different, like that's okay to me because I want people who are different than me, but that have the same like values as me. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So that's how I view it in a way. It's not like I want all my friends to be this type of person because <laughs> I don't, I, at least that for me, I don't need that. I don't really mm-hmm. want everybody to be like me in my friend group. Um, but yeah. How do you view how important is compat- compatibility to you? And do you yeah. like take a look at that in your friendships? <clears throat> yes, I do think about it in friendships. I don't use the language necessarily and I don't like sit down and just like, you know, analyze my relationships Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, are you, we compatible? Yes or no. And you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's it's just how you're saying it. Like, I think we all do think about this. We don't necessarily, Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? Right. But I'm not using that particular language. Maybe some people do. They're like, (laughs) yeah, maybe some people do. And that's that's why I'm trying to clarify that I myself do not. Mm -hmm. I do. I just like you, my friends, I have friends who have very different interests. I have friends who have very different personalities, different ways of viewing things, different perspectives. And I think that's great. I think we should be surrounding ourselves with people who are different than us. Um, at the same time, I think more fundamentally with values and um, who you are as a person and as a human being, do you treat me with respect? Do you treat others with respect? You mm-hmm. know, um, 
that that is also important to me and if we if you're being super disrespectful to me and like to people that i love like i wouldn't i wouldn't be considering you as a friend because mm-hmm. i wouldn't allow that out of, of my friends and i and, and mm-hmm. i wouldn't expect my friends to allow that of me mm-hmm. you know to be to be disrespectful towards them or you know whatever so I think those things are what helps us become compatible with one another. If we're, if we're going to use this language compatibility, mm-hmm. um, how, how we show up for one another, you know, are we both willing, you know, if, if we're looking at two people, two friends, are you both willing to show up for one another? Are you both wanting the best for one another? And regardless mm-hmm. of if you have different interests or opinions, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately do you care about one another? And mm-hmm. I think that can help aid in the compatibility yeah um that's kind of more stuff that i think about rather than saying are you compatible with me am i compatible with you i don't really mm-hmm. ask that necessarily but um mm-hmm. those things are more important to me is yeah. yeah who you are as a person how do you treat other people how do you treat um me how do you treat people in my life right mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of the stuff that i think about and i think about that stuff even also with romantic relationships um, mm-hmm. how are, how are we treating each other? How are we showing up for one another? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You're tying that into like forming relationships and that's yeah. part of helps comp compatibility. Got it. Yeah. Cool. That makes <laughs> sense. Nice. I, I definitely get how you view that. Now, can someone, let's say you are compatible, you are, you know, friends or whatever, all this stuff. Can someone become uncompatible later on? Do you think that's possible? Is that a thing? I think it's a th- it can be a thing. I don't view it like that, but I can see how people yeah. can view it that way. Because for me, like I said, I view it as a scale. Yeah. So like most compatible to least compatible. And I always feel like there's some way that I can be compatible with somebody. Yeah. So to be like uncompatible is like, seems so definite to me, mm-hmm. but I can see how other people need that right. affinity in their lives to like maybe create a boundary f- with somebody else. Yeah. I personally don't see it that way, but I can definitely see how people can become uncompatible or maybe less compatible than what you were because yep. I think people change. Um people change and people grow and you know change in different ways. So I definitely think that that can happen. And whether you want to define it as less compatible or uncompatible, it kind of is kind of the same thing. Yeah, it depends on how and we're not in any way saying that like whether you see it one way or another is wrong mm-hmm. whether you say it's a scale or not it's not we're not saying you're wrong or anything like that mm-hmm. um, i think we're more sharing just like what we how we kind of see it mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think i see it as a scale i think i'm trying to figure out how i see it to be mm-hmm. honest but i think i see it more how you're the way you're explaining it makes sense to me mm-hmm. um and at the same time i can also see how someone can be like nope i am just there is no compatibility here. I don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with this person for various reasons, right? It can go mm-hmm. to very, very extreme and, and traumatic and um, maybe even dangerous levels where this person is being abusive, right? Towards you or hurting you in, mm-hmm. in these different ways and you need to cut them off completely. 
you know, mm-hmm. if does that mean that you're saying, okay, they are no longer at all compatible with me? And there's, you know, it just, so it really depends how you mm-hmm. look at it. Yeah, I think it depends and if on that's, how you look at it. Um, yeah, and I think that's totally fair. I think people do mm-hmm. change over time with experience. With there's different there's different factors that lead to people changing, and I think that's just life. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're friends with someone, you could be best friends with someone in the beginning and years later you completely grow apart and that's, yeah, that's, it is what it is. Yep. It happens. Um, it happens. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it can happen. I think it can be a thing. I think a mm-hmm. lot of times it, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find other people that are, that we feel compatibility with. So mm-hmm. It's interesting. I definitely want to hear more about like people's thoughts about this and whether even people use this language because yeah, I I don't really use this language. Yeah. I don't necessarily think use this language. I think people view it as like, oh, like we don't talk anymore or like yeah. we don't hang out anymore or we yeah. like people like you said people experiences like people's lives change. Maybe people mm-hmm. move somewhere else or like yeah find a different job get a partner or like stuff like that that causes people to just drift apart and i think that Mm -hmm. that's how people view it we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. say oh we're not compatible but i just think people's lives change and i think that whether people want to make an effort in staying or in those relationships even with those changes i think that's a factor i still don't think that that makes someone uncompatible i just think people don't put in the effort to continue their relationship you know what i mean like obviously things change but i think if in my like obviously like you can it makes sense for people to create boundaries to be like i'm not compatible with this person anymore or like we're less compatible now but i think as humans in my opinion right if you have a relationship with someone before like especially with a friend and like things do change and you may not necessarily be having the same life or the same lifestyle maybe that's something that you don't want in your life anymore and that's okay but Mm -hmm. it's also i think important to vocalize that and communicate that to the other person instead of just like not communicating and just say hey we stopped talking or we stopped hanging out or like oh i haven't heard from this person for a long time because that really does happen in real life or from what i've seen like especially with the relationships from mine in the in the past with friends like we just kind of just stopped talking and Mm -hmm. who's who's at fault or like nobody's at fault maybe or maybe both of us are at fault because we didn't i guess put in the effort to continue Mm -hmm. that but does that mean we're incompatible maybe does it mean that we're so compatible maybe because maybe just things in our lives change but we as people kind of remain the same but I think mm-hmm. it falls down more to the effort that you put into your relationships. Yeah. Yep. Not re- not necessarily whether you think you're compatible or not compatible, because I don't think we use that language. I think it's more like, mm-hmm. are we putting the effort into the relationship? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. That's yeah. what I think. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier is uh, how are you showing up? Are you even showing up mm-hmm. for the other person for, you know, so, and that yeah. happens. Like it's yeah. happened to me a few times already now where, mm-hmm. you know, I, I move or they move. And we just are living very different lives mm-hmm. on very different schedules. And neither neither party is reaching out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to say that I am free of that because I'm not. I've done it mm-hmm. too. <clears throat> and I think 
yeah, it's a matter of putting in the effort. Mm -hmm. So, so does that mean you're incompatible or compatible with that person? Like you can't really say, right? Or can you say? Because I feel like certain people might be like, oh, we're not compatible anymore because we're living different lives now. And like, obviously, well, think- and for some people, maybe that's just another way to cope with like losing that person in their lives. Or maybe they completely really do think that like, there's no way that they couldn't be friends because they're just so different now, which I still find that kind of weird. I don't know. Well, I just personally do. I mean, one could say, you know, okay, you drift apart and they say, oh, we're just not compatible, different lives, different cities, different schedules, whatever. Um, but who's, but that doesn't mean that you can't, if that's how you see it, right? If we're going to use that language, um, how do you know that you can't become compatible again? If that's, mm-hmm. if we're using that language, right? Yeah, um, that's my point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, I think it, it whoever, if you see it that way, that's fine. I mean, like... It doesn't, to me, it's like, however you see it is however you see it. Yeah. And if that's your way of coping, okay. If that's your way, if that's how you, what you really truly believe, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, like you said, it goes down to, are you going to make this call? Are you going to reach out to this person again? Mm -hmm. Does it matter to you? Does it not matter to you? Yeah. Right. I think it comes down to that. Ultimately, I think fundamentally, Mm -hmm. that's where it goes. That's the line, I think. Yeah. But in terms of compatibility, the reason we're using this word a lot in this podcast is because that's the topic, right? That's mm-hmm. the that's the language yeah. we're using for this particular conversation. But we're trying to make the point that we don't always use this and we this language. And we also maybe it's more about, like you said, the effort and how you show up for one another and mm-hmm. what your relationship looks like and what you want, right? Are the needs being met on both sides? Yeah. And I guess so. My- yeah and i guess my goal for talking about this is i want to like encourage people to communicate with people i feel like absolutely don't necessarily or from what i've seen people don't necessarily communicate with people and don't really share how they're feeling about certain things and i hope that like whether you think you're compatible or not compatible with somebody that's up to you whether you want to build a relationship with somebody that's up to you but if you had a relationship with someone or like the way you thought you were compatible or you were friends or whatever, and you kind of both just drifted off apart and you were like, oh, I don't know. And we're just different. And my thing is that like, I feel like in situations like that, people just didn't communicate both people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's okay. It's okay to realize Mm -hmm. that neither of you communicated, but at the same time, like if you're still feeling some type of way about it, it's okay to communicate about it. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people just hold in a lot of emotions or thoughts where they just don't share it. And like, yeah. you, I mean, you don't necessarily have to share it, but I would hope that like, I, now that we're getting older, people can communicate what they're thinking and what they're feeling, because I think that that's just important to you personally. It would be beneficial to you personally to be able to communicate certain things and I don't know, I guess that's just me trying to encourage people to communicate with yeah. whatever they're thinking or feeling. Yeah. And we, but also understanding that it's not easy. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it can be really hard and scary and intimidating. I think depending on the relationship and depending on the person. So, yeah. but I would, I, yeah, same thing. I would encourage people to communicate. I'm trying to work on that myself, mm-hmm. communicating more of like my feelings I think I'm just so, and we've talked about this so many times, like I'm scared of like hurting people's feelings, but really it's hurt. It can be even more hurtful not to communicate. 
Yeah. Um, and it can lead to th- uh, things that could be prevented, right? If we only yeah. just communicate. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely think if people don't communicate the, communicate the most harm that you're doing is to yourself. Yeah. So that's just my, what I think, like if you're not communicating how you're feeling and your thoughts about certain things, like mm-hmm. how, how can you expect other people to like show up or be there or understand you? you? And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that it's hard. I don't think you know, there's different ways to communicate too. I think like it yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be like verbally, like you could write it down. You can, I don't know, send an email, send it like whatever you feel most comfortable doing. Like you could also do that. I don't know, but yeah, I definitely think it's important to communicate, but yeah. it is different. This is, it is hard and it's difficult, especially like having to open up. It can, I know it can be a vulnerability and it's not very easy. Mm-hmm. But okay. Many times very necessary. Yeah. Okay. Do you think, all right. So towards the end of our planning, we talked about compatibility tests, quizzes, Mm -hmm. things that, you know, exist on the internet that you Mm -hmm. can take. Did you, Mish, did you talk to Jesus about y'all's compatibility as a couple? Did you take any quizzes or tests? We didn't take any quizzes or tests, but we definitely talked about it. Did you take any quizzes or tests with Jasmine? And did you talk about it? I talked with her about it and I took, I did the Zodiac one where it, Ooh, I took okay. my Zodiac sign and hers and just like mm-hmm. did the little, it compared the two, just how compatible are you? Ooh, okay. And what happened? That's what I did. What are, okay. So what is Jasmine's sign and what is your sign and what test did you do it so I can just put it in here quick? Okay. So <laughs> this was on, let me look at my screenshots, astrology.com. Okay. just do like a love compatibility it'll ask you for your sign and then it'll ask for your partner's sign okay sounds good all right you can go ahead okay so i'm not gonna read everything because it's a lot Mm -hmm. but uh it's so i'm a gemini she's a taurus Mm -hmm. says taurus and gemini's when they come together in a love affair i'm like lovers Uh, (laughs) i know right (laughs) i'm a lover okay anyway They both must take the time to learn what the dynamics of the relationship are and how they can best get along. So they're saying that we have different needs and we have to find ways to kind of meet in the middle and, and be, you know, aware of each other's needs and show up in a way that we can to help Mm -hmm. this relationship flourish. Yeah. Because we're both very different and we are, we really are it in reality, her and I, we are two very different people. We have different communication styles. We have different needs. We have different expectations. And so the main thing that they kept driving into these results is the communication piece Mm. and hearing each Mm -hmm. other out. Like I'm communicating to you what I'm needing in this relationship. I need you to hear me out and vice versa. And I'm also here to show up for you. You know, what do you need? What can, what am I able to provide for you? And how can mm-hmm. we merge our lives together? Mm-hmm. So nice. are you taking the quiz right now? Yeah, I just took it. But that's cool that you okay. both have a very like mature, I don't want to say mature, but like a really healthy way of viewing um, yeah. your relationship and mm-hmm. communication and understanding what you both mm-hmm. need and maybe where you both are a little bit different and willing to like, yeah show up in that way. So that's really good. That yeah. It sounds like you have really good communication with each other and can mm-hmm. work through things 
like in a healthy way. So that's cool to hear. Um, it's still hard though. Relationships are hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But communication does make it easier. Yeah. Communication can be hard too, though, to be honest. It sure can. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Your turn. Um, okay. So mine, so I'm a Capricorn and Jesus is a Scorpio. Um, oh, I know. I don't know what that means, but okay. I don't either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, um, well, it says, I'll just read like the first, I don't know what you read, but I'll just read like the top part. I read the first line, the first part. Okay, when, Scor when Scorpio and Capricorn make a love match, they get an opportunity to not only enjoy a loving relationship and learn the value of being a pair, but also to grow and mature as individuals. And then it says, these two may be wary about showing themselves with one another at first, and this emotional caution may dampen the initial impact of this relationship. These two tend mm -hmm. to be a bit cautious and pensive, and it takes a while for them to feel comfortable with a significant other, though they may be shy of getting involved and not the quickest to trust and share. These two signs will discover that they can have quite a profound connection, one of friendship and deep loyalty. So mm. I thought that was pretty nice. And yeah. it seems like we're generally compatible in terms of like, based off of this quiz that like, in terms of the way that we like, in, t in terms of like loyalty and like connection and like um being weary at first but then once we're good like yeah. we're good um mm -hmm. so i kind of that was nice to hear because that, that's how i feel about our relationship and we have yeah. been together for a while and i think in the beginning um um it was good but it also like it was like move with caution because I think I mentioned this before on the podcast. It's like when we met, we were so young and we were still in college. And I literally thought, right. this is too good to be true. Like, are you serious? Like, I can't <laughs> believe I found someone like him. And he also felt the same way with me. And so yeah, I think now that we're like, obviously been together for years now and lived together and been able to build a trust and a connection and more of a friendship. Um, right. I definitely like feel that. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm, thanks. I would say I, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like you two are very compatible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we are. <laughs> we definitely are compatible. And did you yeah. talk to Jasmine about like, you know, besides the test, like whether you yeah. thought you as a couple were compatible and how and how did she view compatibility? Because I also asked this is how he viewed it. And yeah. It was very similar to how we talked about it, how I think he agrees with us in terms of like, he sees it as a scale too. And he mm -hmm. definitely finds that like, in general, we are compatible. Um, there's certain areas where we're the most compatible and in certain areas where we're not so compatible. So I can mm -hmm. share those too, what he said. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, you can share share yeah. all the details. But did you, that you talk would to like. Jasmine with about that? I did. Too? I did. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah, I did. Okay. You so, go first. You go with all of that, and then I'll I'll follow. Okay. So he think that he thinks that we're definitely compatible in terms of like we definitely have a friendship. We like a lot of the same things. Um, we communicate in similar styles, and mm -hmm. um, that we also have like a physical sexual. I hate saying right. this on here, but like compatibility, but at the same time, like, yeah, even if we didn't have that, we still have that, like the, oh, that emotional compatibility, compatibility too, because we like having like deep emotion connection, emotional connections too. Um, right. and we also have a lot of 
compatibility in the way that we see our future, like in terms of like mm-hmm. how we want to be set up financially, how like we want to get married, but we didn't want to get married anytime soon. And same thing with mm-hmm. kids. So like we're all of that is on the same page. So we're very good with that. Um, the only thing yeah. is that he did mention that the only one that we're not very compatible with is in terms of traveling where mm-hmm. um the way in the styles and that we travel are a little bit different to him he mm-hmm. gets a little bit he's more like i want to take my time like i mm-hmm. um and then when we're in like a stress situation when it comes to traveling he can be a little um he said that he what did he say um he he when he feels rushed sometimes when we're traveling he feels a little bit um he can feel like he is all over the place or maybe forgets something right. at home or something and he's not yeah. very good with um that aspect of traveling where and he also doesn't like going on planes like he and i think that's part of it is this fear of flying that stems through that mm-hmm. and then me mm-hmm. on the other hand i'm like go 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 we need to be here at this time if we're not here yeah. at this time like i kind of freak out a little bit or i'm like okay yeah. we have to move to this now we have this planned and i have everything planned and so right. that's the way that we're a little bit different in terms of traveling but that's not a huge deal i think compared to everything else that we have that's compatible yeah Um, But like you said, like relationships are hard. I think communication with us can be um, used to be harder than what it is now. I think that Mm -hmm. because we're very passionate and very like um, we have strong opinions and like, which is one thing that I love about him and what Mm -hmm. he loves about me is that we like have opinions and can voice them and communicate them. Like we Mm -hmm. know what we want. So at the beginning in a a relationship that was um, a little bit hard to navigate when you both people are super like um aware of what they want and just how to right. like how do you work together with that how do you mesh each other's needs and put each other first when you're both mm-hmm. like that so yeah we definitely did a lot of growing since the start of our relationship but yeah that that's is that's cool that is what wow, we went Y'all went deep into that question. I know we did, which we yeah. tend to do all the time when it comes to talking yeah. about things. We just go deep. No, but yeah. what did y'all that's, talk about? That's cool. Well, we talked a lot about the, the same thing. Something that stood out to me that she said was, well, she used the word harmony. Mm. Like we sh- like it's a, it our like the home that we built feels harmonious. That in the fact that <clears throat> we're able to merge our lives together um as romantic partners right so like with friendships she kind of described it as like kind of parallel lives where you have like similar interests and like things like that kind Mm -hmm. of what we talked about with friends exactly well basically Mm -hmm. exactly what we talked about with friends but then she's like but with us we can actually like merge our lives um Mm -hmm. and and build a deeper connection in that way in Mm -hmm. a lot of the ways that you were saying right um romantically sexually whatever but also Mm -hmm. emotionally and um you know show up for each other in a deeper way in a different and deeper way than like with friends and other people Mm -hmm. um so like kind of merging lives and then harmony that really for some reason like it really stood out to me i think with Mm -hmm. us too is um she she mentioned communication and she thinks that um and i agree too i think we could always work on it and improve it Mm -hmm. um so i think that's something that we're working on and 
but we always, no matter what, we always ensure that we're, that we are offering each other a safe space mm-hmm. to be able to express whatever we need to communicate. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so if it's like a doubt or, uh, like a concern or something, right. It's always, we're going to hear each other out and it's going to be a safe space. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's been really important for both of us to make sure that we are showing up for each other in the way that we need to, to be able to sustain this relationship. And mm-hmm. this is the longest relationship I've ever had. And it's mm-hmm. a year and a half, yeah. which, which is like pretty substantial, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but we are at the same time, very different people. She has different interests. We do overlap in a lot of our interests, mm-hmm. um, but we also have our different things. We have different hobbies. Um mm-hmm. Um, she tends to get a little bit more anxious with social, you know, being in in social gatherings. Um, I do too, but I maybe not as much. And so that's something that I'm trying to be mindful of too, you know, Mm. and, um, you know, making sure like she's good and we're both good. We're all, we're okay. And then if we need to leave, we leave, you know, not a big deal, you Mm. know, so we try to like show up for each other in those moments, um, Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think overall, if we want to talk about the word compatible, I think we are in different Mm -hmm. ways. I think in other ways, um, we have things to work on, but I think that's part of being in a relationship. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's perfect. I don't think, I don't expect it to be perfect. I don't think that's realistic. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, it was, it's, it was cool to read over these results because I think it's true. We are, we are trying to learn each other mm, and we're going to mm-hmm. continue to learn each other for years and years and years. Um, yeah. In terms of our future goals, we're pretty much on the same page about everything. Mm-hmm. And we got to that by explaining to each other first, right? Okay. Where do I stand with this? Do I want kids? You know, and then she'll tell me if she wants kids and then, you know, tell, explain to each other where we're each coming from to be able to come to some sort of like common ground. But it, it kind of came really easily and naturally because we mm-hmm. were both already thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, so that just made it easier, but nice. it was ultimately about just hearing each other out. Yeah. I talked a lot, but yeah. No, that's, that's good. Kind of- You're good. I talked a lot too. It's good. I, that's nice to hear that you can communicate with each other and create a safe space for each other and show up yeah. for each other. Um, yeah. And that's, that's nice also that you've like already talked about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's interesting with Azusa and I is that um, we both thought, or I don't know about Jesus, but I definitely was thinking that I, when we first started dating, that I didn't want to yeah. get married and I didn't want to have kids. And wow. we, and he was like, yeah, I can wait on the marriage too. Or maybe I was like, oh, I don't know about how I feel about that. But I definitely yeah. was very weary about that in the beginning. Yeah. And so now that like, we've been together for a long time now, I'm like, my mind changed about the future. Mm-hmm. Like until, you know, even I told you outside of the podcast, yep. like about like a year ago or something, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I kind of open, like, I want to get married and like, I want to yeah. have kids. So like being able to have that space where like, right. um, to speak with Asus about like our future and what we wanted and like, that that's something that we want now and we didn't want that in the past. So right. thinking that, you know, we change. And so that's interesting mm-hmm. to see how like we've changed throughout the years. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it's pretty interesting that or nice that we have been able to stay together even 
though we've changed as people because I feel like I've changed since we started mm-hmm. dating and he definitely has changed and so it's yeah nice to see how we're still in a relationship and how like it's still going really good and all of that so yeah that's that's really cool I think I, I'm probably going to be changing too you yeah. know later on you know you you've had a longer relationship than I have but I think over time either way regardless of time right I think people change Mm-hmm. Um, no matter, I mean, not regardless of time, regardless of the timeline. So um, yeah, regardless of the timeline, I think people change. Yeah, yeah. People grow, um, and your relationship will grow, and you'll grow together, and you'll grow in different mm-hmm. ways. So yeah. yeah. And something I really like about this relationship that I have is that we are still very much true to our own person, right? I am still very much me, and I have my wants and needs, and I stick true to like to my internal state right Mm. and she is there like i'm not depending on her i'm not depending Mm. on you know her for my happiness but she is very much like um enhancing it like she's you know she's Mm. helped me in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways and is and um and i hope i'm doing the same for her Mm -hmm. so it's cool we're like we're each other's cheerleaders yeah in a way yeah but important to support each other yeah all right yeah cool yeah this is i good. really like our conversations um for y'all listening hopefully you take some of this into you know thoughts and reflections about your relationships yeah and and like michelle said you know definitely try to communicate your wants and your needs and your your thoughts um to Mm -hmm. to those you love to your to your friends to your partners to your family members and also listen and listen absolutely absolutely for sure all right well i think that is all for today that's it thank you for listening let us know what you thought let us know what you think about compatibility (laughs) what you think about astrological compatibility um yeah i think it'll be good to talk about or hear about from you all and Mm -hmm. yeah thanks for tuning in thanks for tuning in y'all we will catch you at the next one thanks bye